praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a glorious moment. It's my first time to be in here. A wonderful, wonderful, magnificent building. Praise the Lord. I bring uh, greetings to you from Nigeria, from the churches in Nigeria. I've been to several churches. I think about two and a half years since I left. So I said, let me just call him. I mean, to say, God bless you all. To say, God is still in the business of the miraculous. And I can see also the number and the churches growing by leaps and bounds. And I believe that God is going to multiply us over and over in Jesus' name. I'd like to also thank uh, Pastor and council members of the entire congregation for giving me this opportunity to speak to you. I'm also part of the, uh, the team that goes to India uh, for the mission. And last year we were there. This year we're going to be there also. Praise the Lord. God is doing marvelous things. I go throughout Nigeria. I was in Calabar some two weeks ago also to speak to uh, a congregation of pastors, uh, businessmen, fellowship leaders, uh, students on mission fields, reaching out to other uh, faiths. And I believe God is doing it in this our time, in this our day, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to take nine two songs, then we pray, then briefly we'll just hear the word of God. And then we pray. This song goes this way. It says, There is no other God who lives and never, never dies. There is no other God. There is no other God. There is no other God who lives and never, never dies. There is no other God who never, who never dies. There is no other God who lives and never, never there is no other God. There is no other God. There is no other God who lives and never knows. There is no other God who
Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Yahweh, your name is Yahweh. You are the miracle working God. Your name is We live in it. It's our culture. It's our way of doing things. That indeed your name is Yahweh. That you are a miracle-working God. It's our confession. We know it. We live it. That you are a miracle-working God. That we confess. May we see your manifestation in the congregation. And I know you've done it. Hide me in the cross of Jesus. That you alone will be heard. That you alone will be seen. That you alone will receive your glory. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I came in on the 10th of uh, this month, two days back, and I heard that there is a tropical cyclone, a shoulder that's coming, trending towards this place. And I knew it's not true. I said it's not true. I didn't hear you. I said it's not true. I said it's not true. In the name of Jesus. God is going to move it away. Or it's going to melt away. This morning I, saw, I looked at it on the internet. It's 35 kilometers per hour. It's melting. It's melting. It will wither away. In the name of Jesus. Our God is a great God. Our God is a good God. And he's done it in Jesus' name. Amen. May you open to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 18. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. We are looking at seeing the unseen. Seeing the invisible. Seeing the unseen. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. I will read it. And we are going to read it in unison. Second Corinthians 4, 89. I believe you are there. You are there, say yay. yay. It's not love, it's not resonating. You are there, say yay. yay. Praise the Lord. I will read it, then we will read it in, in concert. Well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, 
but the things we shall not see are eternal. Can you read with me? One, two, go. While we look not at the things we shall seen, but at the things we shall not see, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We are looking at two things. The things that are seen and the things that are not seen. The Bible says that the things that are seen are temporal. The word temporal means it's of a short lifespan. It's brief. It lasts for a while. It will wither away like a mirage. The things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Praise the Lord. They're everlasting. Vision is so powerful. Vision is so crucial. You are a product of what you see, whether it's visible or invisible. Whether it's the realm of the seen or the realm of the unseen, the invisible. Our God, the Bible says, is a spirit. He is not seen. Praise the Lord. He is only seen in the realm of the spiritual. So God will open our spiritual eyes in Jesus' name. The Bible says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They are eternal. The things which are not seen. You are a product of the invisible or the visible. It depends on what you see. And what you see is so powerful. The difference between two persons at any one time is what they see. When they say that a shower, a tropical cyclone is coming, and you begin to see it in the physical, you will see it and you have seen it already. When you say, no, I don't see it. I don't see it in the physical, which means you walk in the realm of the unseen. So we are looking at seeing the unseen. You are walking in the realm of the unseen. So the things that are seen are physical and natural, they are only very temporal. They exist for a short span of time. It means that if you have a sickness, it is temporal. If you have a financial problem, it is temporal. If you have a crisis in marriage, it is temporal. God says, look up to the invisible. Look up to the unseen. And the temporal will just wither away. The God we serve is the God that is invisible. And for him to walk, for you to walk in the depths of the spirit, you have to walk in the invisible realm. Because man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. But as spirit beings, it means we have to walk in that realm. And when you walk in that realm, Satan will be so terrified. All that Satan seeks to manifest, to accomplish, is to see that you don't walk in the unseen realm. And I believe you're going to walk in there. As I believe you're going to walk in there. And we're going to walk in the unseen realm as from this day in the name of Jesus Christ. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen 
are eternal. They are eternal. Jesus always walked in the unseen realm. He always propagated the unseen realm. There was not one question he was asked, and when he was responding, he was also always responding in the unseen realm, pointing us to the unseen divine realm. Because he knows that is where dominion lies. He knows that is where the presence of God lies. He knows that is where the power of God lies. The unseen realm. We look not to the things which are seen, but to the things which are not seen. And that is where God wants you to tread in. And you are going to tread in that, in, that, in that realm. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So no matter your problem, no matter what you are going through, it will wither away in the name of Jesus. I believe somebody has a miracle here. I believe a long-standing nagging issue is going to wither away in the name of Jesus. There is a God that comes when you speak His word. He said, it's not my word like out of a fire. It's not my word like a hammer that breaks the rocks and pieces. It means when you speak the word of God, it's like a hammer. It will destroy every power that comes His way. That is the God you serve. That is the God we serve. But we have to glory in that. God says, He that glory should glory that He knows the Lord. We should glory in the Lord. Why? Because He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He dwells in eternity. They serve Him from the seraphim. They sing His praise and they say, Hallelujah! Glory to His name! He sends him glory. They sing Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed be his name. And we, the saints, the militant saints, we must cross the same thing. That we walk in the unseen realm. Jesus was always fascinated and always pointed us to the unseen realm. In Matthew 12, verse 47, a group of people came to him while he was with his disciples and said, Behold, your mother and your brethren stand outside Designed to speak with me. Wonderful, you know, statement. And he said, Who is my mother? Who are my brethren? He pointed to his disciple, and said, These are my brethren and my mother, those that do the will of my father. A physical question, he turned it the other way, pointing everybody to the divine Lord. Seeing the unseen. Seeing the unseen. In Luke 2 and verse 36, he was teaching and vocalizing glorious words. In the midst of that, a woman was so enraptured. She felt so elated and excited, and he said, said and his mother said unto him, No, 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 let me come down. He said, No, it's Luke 11, Luke 11. He was talking to a, a, a congregation, and a woman said, Blessed is the womb that bear thee, and the paths which you have sucked. That's a wonderful physical natural question. Blessed is the womb that bear thee, and the paths that you have sucked. And the master said, Yeah, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. He was pointing to the divine master. Because where your treasure is, there will also be your heart. He was pointing to the divine master. When he was 12 years old, and they went to, to Shiloh, for three days we were looking for him after the meeting. 
They couldn't find him. Unknown to them, they were, he was in the midst of lawyers and, and doctors, and he was asking questions and responding. When his mother saw him, she said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee, sorrowing. That was a natural physical question. In answer, he said, How is it that ye sought me? We say not that I must be about my father's business. Praise the Lord. He was not talking about Joseph. He was talking about the Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. They are everlasting. They are everlasting. And that is where our hearts must be. In Mark 4 and verse 35, Mark 4, 35. I'll read quickly. Mark 4, 35. And the same day when the, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. He was talking to his disciples. And when they had sent, and when they had sent away the multitude, he took him, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the wind beat into the ship, so that the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and he broke the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he also, and, and he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? We talked about fear just a while ago. How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Praise the Lord. Even the wind and the sea obey him. Now, here was the master of our masters, the king of all kings. He spoke to his disciples and said, Let us pass onto the other side. Which means, for certainty, they will get onto the other side. Because Satan has heard his word. Jesus was now fast asleep. The Bible says that the hinder part of the ship and the wind and the waves was so boisterous. And the Bible says water was beating into the ship such that it was now full and they were in total trepidation. They were afraid. They were afraid. And because they were afraid, the Bible said something. They were not looking at the things that are unseen. The master has given them a word. Let us pass to the other side. Which means they will get there. I said, which means they will get there. I said, whatever thing you're going through, you will get there. I said, whatever thing you're going through, you will get there. You will get there. You will get there. You will get there. In Jesus' name. The master has given his word. And now, Satan came. The wind was boisterous. Waves. And the Bible said the ship was full. And so they were in jeopardy of life. Why they were doing that? They feared. 
They forgot something that the master had given them his word. He said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not a teacher, not a jot of my word shall pass away without being fulfilled. The master had given his word. They forgot. Because they were looking at the things that are, that are visible. They forgot that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the wave, the master was asleep comfortably. They forgot that. They forgot also that even though the ship was full of water, the Bible said, but the Bible did not say it was sinking. Mm -mm. They forgot that miracle. They forgot that miracle. And now, they also forgot that no matter how Satan raged and in tempest, it was difficult for the master to be shocked. He was unshockable. Satan can never wake the master. It's impossible. Do you know why the master woke? It's just because he said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? That was the reason. He said, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. That is the reason he got up. He got up because they called him. That ship was not going to sink. So if the matter is on your boat, you can get to the bank, your ship will not sink. 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 In the name of Jesus, your ship will not sink. If Jonah was on your boat, then you can cry aloud. Because that, that ship will sink. <laughs> you can say, I don't want any Jonah on my boat. Can you say, I don't want any Jonah on my boat? I rebuke every Jonah. I rebuke every Jonah in the name of Jesus. The master was on that boat. He's the captain of the sea. He's the master of that boat. He is king of, of all kings. They never saw this. And so they were afraid. But the Bible says, don't forget that we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They will come to pass. They will not last. Why? God, the eternal God is on your side. I think it's on your side. I think it's on your side. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the creator of the wind. He's the creator of the sea. And when it's on the inside of you, there is no devil on, or in the pit of hell that can rear his head. Our God is good. Our God is strong. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Give you praise, blessed Father. In Hebrews 11 and verse 24, Hebrews 11, 24, Hebrews 11, 24, I read up to 27. The Bible says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the treasures in Egypt. I love that. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect on the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him 
who is invisible. I, I love verse 27. I'll read it again. He said, By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Who, who is that king? Pharaoh. Not fearing the visible king. The wrath of the visible king. What the visible king could do. The reprisers, what he could do in the negative. The Bible says he was never afraid. Why? For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, he was seeing the invisible God. The eyes cannot see him. But Moses was seeing him. Praise the Lord. It's just the same thing. Whatever problem you're going through, whatever sad news you have heard, it does not matter. Look up to the invisible king. Look up to the invisible king. Look up to the invisible king in the name of Jesus Christ. And that problem will wither. That problem cannot stand. Because he is the king of all kings. So sickness is temporal. Whatever thing you're going through, and as we pray, I believe that God is going to heal. As we pray, I believe that God is a long-standing problems who begin to get away in the name of Jesus Christ. That is a God that answers prayer. That is a God that answers prayer. Hallelujah. So in Mark 4 and 39, the Bible says, Jesus woke and he rebuked, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. You see, he did two things. And here is the learning, and the learning is very, uh, for me, is very incisive. The Bible says, He rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. Look at those things. The wind is the unseen, the wave is what you see. It was the wind that instigated the boisterousness of the wave. So the master did something, he rebuked the unseen. When he quietened the sin. He rebuked the wind. And then commanded the waves to, to keep short. So it was a causative agent. The wind that is unseen that you rebuke. When you pray, you rebuke. Whatever is the cloud, whatever the situation, it happens in the realm of the spiritual. If the spiritual that has power over the physical, and accept the spiritual manifest or crystallize in the physical, it will not come to pass. So you will rebuke the spiritual, the unseen. And that's why Jesus showed that. And so he rebuked the unseen wind, and then he told the waves, peace be still. And the Bible said there was great calm. I love the amplifier. There was great calm. The calm was not just ordinary. It was great. Hallelujah. That shows it's a master. And if it's a master, you are also a master. I think you are a mistress also. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And he has given you that power. He has given you that authority. So when you speak the word of God, it will come to pass because you believe it. And you have to believe every word that comes out of your mouth when you pray. That is the only time you will see manifestation of what God is doing. So, he rebuked the unseen, and then it commanded the world to be shut. Don't forget, when Peter took Jesus aside, and the Bible says, he was telling me, you're not going to die. The Bible says, Jesus looked at Peter and said, Satan, get behind me. Praise the Lord. He was seen an invisible agent, 
that was hiding in the cover. So he rebuked him. That's exactly what we're going to do. But how do you do that? How do you do that? I have about five minutes to, to five minutes or so to go. But how do you quickly do that? It's so important. Let's open to the book of Second Kings four one to six. Second Kings four one to six. Are you there? Second Kings four one to six. The Bible says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And, he, and the creditors did come to take unto, to, unto him my two sons to be born men. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what art thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessel abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou hast come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels unto her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet, bring me yet another vessel, a, a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel anymore. And the oil stayed. Praise the Lord. There is not a vessel anymore. And the oil stayed. Oil is a symbol of the anointing of God. Oil depicts the anointing of God. Vessels as children of God, golden vessels, silver vessels, earthen vessels, vessels of wood, someone to honor, someone to dishonor. And here, this lovely widow woman was crying to the prophet and said, Look, my husband is dead. I'm going through harrowing pains, and my sons are going to be taken away by the creditors. And when she said that, the man of God said, What do you have? She said, Just a pot of oil. Said, so go borrow vessels. Borrow vessels from everywhere. Borrow vessels. And she borrowed so many vessels. The brother said, You go in with your sons, lock shut the door. That's very important. Shut the door and begin to pour the oil you have onto each of these vessels. Each of these vessels. And the woman was pouring, pouring. This one got filled and then they packed it. And the one got filled and they packed it until there was no more vessel. And they looked around. The Bible says the oil. Stay. The oil was looking for more vessels. Praise the Lord. The oil was looking for more vessels. There is an anointing for every vessel of God in the house of God. There's an anointing for you. There's an anointing for whoever that comes in that fold. There's an anointing. And the anointing, the Bible says, is without any cause of depletion. That anointing stays. And it's waiting for every vessel. It's waiting for silver vessel. It's waiting for golden vessel. It's waiting. That anointing is waiting. You see, but the vessels must be usable. The vessels must be empty. The vessels must be prepared. That's what the woman did. He got all the vessels emptied. The book of Isaiah says, Open down your mouth and I will fill it. You have to be empty of yourself. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. But it's, look, are you usable? What kind of vessel are you? That's the challenge God is throwing to you now. What kind of vessel? We have looked at the first one that 
everything you have to look at has to be eternal. But the second thing is, you're a vessel in the hand of God. It's either a golden vessel or a silver vessel. But then, you must prepare yourself. Because the oil is coming. I said the oil is coming. And that oil will fill you. It will fill you to overflowing. In the name of Jesus Christ. You have to prepare yourself. Because the hour has come when you must be filled. In the book of Romans 8 and 19 says, Romans 8 19, let's look at it quickly. Are you there with me? I don't hear you. Amen. Amen. For the endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Sons of God. Feminine, masculine, sons of God. Every creature is waiting. Waiting for a moment when you begin to manifest yourself. Where is that vessel God is preparing? The vessel God is preparing means that your heart has to be free. No anger. No immorality. Nothing. No touch politics. You are open to God that you want to be a golden vessel in the hand of this God. But God said you are going to be a co-laborer with the divine. The human and the divine must work together for every manifestation on planet Earth. And because of that, God is looking out for the golden vessels. And there is a golden vessel out there. There's a silver vessel out there. God is asking, you have to prepare yourself. You have to truly prepare yourself. Praise the Lord. You have to truly prepare yourself. Proverbs 21 or 25 and verse 4. Proverbs 25 verse 4. Hallelujah. It says, Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the dross. That which marred the silver. That which took away the, the, the beauty of the silver. The Bible says, take it out. Everything that is sin. Everything that is, is an inbred sin. The Adamic nature. Take it out. You have the nature of God. When you take away the dross from the silver, the Bible says it will come finer. It didn't say it will come fine. No, it will come finer, comparative. It will come finer. You're going to be a lot better in the hand of God. A silver vessel, a golden vessel, and God is waiting for that manifestation. I say, God is waiting for that manifestation. No matter where you go, God is asking you have to be a worker. You have to be more prayerful. You have to be more serious. God is waiting for a moment when you will speak His word, and you will see answer come out instanter. And God will do it. I say, God will do it in this pulpit in the name of Jesus. That this church will grow by lips and bounds, and people will hear. They will come from afar. They will come from near. They will glorify the God of heaven with us. Let me stand to pray. Hallelujah. Let me stand to pray now. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Blessed Father, we give you praise. If you have a need, if you have a problem, you're going to cry to God. Tell Him you want to consecrate yourself for His service. Tell Him you want to increase your prayer life. Tell Him you want to be a vessel of gold in the hand of the Almighty. And God is going to use you. God is going to use you. God is going to use you. And somebody that has been persecuted in the place of work, God is saying that, by Sunday morning, that persecution is going to be over. 
and that you will come and give testimony to the glory of God. By Sunday morning, that persecution is going to be over. The God of Israel is going to take up reins himself. And you will see what great things God will do on your behalf. And you will know that it's the Redeemer in Israel. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. We were in India while I was preaching. Our brother was there. I was preaching on personal consecration. And there was this man that entered that Catholic premise, uh, the premises. Uh, we never knew the man, but then, never a time, the Hindus would not want to come in. But this man came in. And then, when he came in, he was listening to the preaching. We didn't know. He was listening, he was listening, and then he entered into the hall. And I saw somebody standing and coming down the stairs gradually. And then he sat at the back of, of one of the benches at the back there. And then when I finished preaching, he asked whether he could see me. I said, yeah, no problem. Then he came and I asked him, who are you? He told me he was a medical doctor. He didn't end there. Now he told me he was a lawyer. Not only a lawyer, I think he was a senior advocate. Highly praised. And then he said he loved justification, the way this works, the way I was just... You know, giving out the words, and at some point, he realized that he had to come in. Now, that's what a Hindu. I just want to tell you the power of the word of God. He said, it's not my word like a hammer. That that God, the God we serve, will give you words that will touch the heart of people. So the man came in, and then I said, I knew that God brought him in. So I took him quickly through the Bible. I took him... Talking about his own state, talking about the symptoms, what he was going on, but he veered off, he didn't want, but finally, he now gave his life to God. And when he did that, he said, each time we come around, he wants to be part of that mission. So this time around, you see, all God needs is our seriousness, that we are, we are there for him. When you are there for God, rest assured, he is there for you. And he will fight your battle. I think he will fight your battle. Let us pray now. Let God fight our battle. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, will, I bring your word to your people. And because they have heard your word, Father, in the name of Jesus, let it work in their body. From the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, let it work in their body. In the name of Jesus. But I heal the sick now. Everything in the heart of people, every problem, Father. In the name of Jesus, begin to take away now. Let testimony abound to your name in the name of Jesus. Rise up, God, and let your enemies. Father, we want to give you praise. We want to give you adoration. I pray for the bread of life fellowship. I pray for the pastors. I pray for the council members. I pray for the congregation. It shall be one fellowship that will be ahead, blessed Father. It shall be one fellowship that will have your favor in the name of Jesus. That people will hear from afar and they will be drawn unto this fellowship because of the God we serve. We give you all the praise and glory, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. You may be seated now in the presence of God. Even as we remain seated, let's just be in an attitude of prayer. Let's just think of what God has spoken to us over the last 30 minutes. You've heard the voice of our dear pastor, 
But the words are the powerful words of God. Just think on what you heard right now. And turn with me for a moment to Romans chapter 1. Read a couple of verses from there. Romans chapter 1. It starts with verse 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Verse 20 For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You and I are the creation of God. You and I today don't have an excuse. We cannot say that we cannot see. Because the word tells us that his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. And so you and I have no excuse. Ask God to take away that blindness. Ask God to take away those scales which are there in front of our eyes. And ask God that you really do want to surrender, empty yourself into Him. Allow Him to fill you. Let the attributes of God be your attributes today. Ask yourself this question. Are you living by sight or by faith? Now where is your heart today? Is it in what you see or in what you believe? Ask yourself this question. Whose word do you believe every day? Is it the words of men and women or is it the word of the Lord? Every time you face an issue, do you turn to the phone or do you turn to the throne? Talk to God. Just talk to Him. He is there for you. He is prepared to listen to you. He has said that today. He has said that in the past. Talk to God. Are you prepared to surrender yourself into His hands? Are you saying today, Lord take me, cleanse me, remove all that pride, remove all the bias that I have, remove every worldly desire that I have. I just surrender myself into your hands. Fill me with your spirit. Anoint me this day. Father, nothing of this world do I want. It's only you that I want. 
fill me Lord talk to him talk to the Lord you have heard him you have heard his cry in Jesus name we pray Father God we want to say thank you Lord once again we have heard your voice Lord Father your heart's desire Lord Father Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us here, Lord Father, will choose to forsake that which is temporary, Lord Father, and choose to hold tight to that which is eternal, Lord. Father God, be the center of our life, Lord. Father God, put our focus back on you. Everything that this world has to offer, Let our eyes be blinded to that, Lord Father. But Father God, open our eyes to you, Lord. Father God, we have heard your cry, Lord. Help us all to respond to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Father, for speaking to us. We thank you, Lord Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, to whom through whom you have brought these words to us, Lord. We ask Father God that your presence be with him Lord even as he travels even as he ministers in different parts of the world Lord may your anointing be upon him Lord Father may you fill him Lord Father day after day Lord Father that he will bring the powerful truth that you have Lord Father bless him and his family Lord Father we just commit him into your hands thank you Father for every one of us who is here and i pray Lord that your word which has come this day will truly be a hammer to destroy all the obstacles that are standing in the way lord we give all praise honor and glory to you for in jesus name we pray amen let's stand to share the grace so we have one more prayer point that we are taking up right now we're going to pray for the daughter of uh, brother shaji and sister anita her name is riana Uh, she's just been she was admitted in hospital a couple of days back for seizures we're going to pray we're just going to pray that god will touch riana that god's healing will just flow through her right now her name is riana you all know her pray for her every one of us let's pray there is power in unity of prayer Father God we just commit Riana into your hands Lord Father she is your child Lord Father we ask Lord Father God that you touch her Lord Father Father God let your healing just flow through her Lord Father Father God let his seizures be history Lord Father Father God we ask Lord that you work a miracle in her Lord Father Thank you Lord we just commit her into your hands Lord Father We pray for the family Lord that you will continue to sustain them at this time Lord Father. We thank you Lord Father for the miracle that you're working in her right now. We give all glory to you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen